Hello, everyone. Good day. Good after. Good morning. I hope everybody <laughs> is doing well. Um, this is a big day, big day, big day, big day. Yes. Uh, this is the first episode of Sis Let's Heal, and I am ecstatic. Not only am I ecstatic, I am just overjoyed and overwhelmed and honored to have my sis, Miss Coach Latisse Perry, on today. Uh -huh, man, um, what can I say about this beautiful woman that you're looking at here? Um, we had a wonderful conversation. Um, yes, I don't even know how we came to meet. I think I reached <laughs> out to her or something of that sort. And um, just based on uh, her story, I think she posted a few things that um, that really uh, enlightened me, enlightened mm -hmm. me uh, things that she was saying and um, about her journey and mm -hmm. um, some things about her purpose. So I was like, sis, hey, you know, I know, you don't know me. I don't know you. But guess what? We're going to get to know each other real quick. And uh, you're going to share with us. I would like for her. I wanted her to share her story with our platform, uh, with our audience, because I feel like you know, we are healed by our testimonies. Yes, um, I created Sis Less Heal off of um, some trauma in my life. Um, Sis Less Heal has been, oh gosh, it's been on my mind and my heart. Um, God has put it, God had put mm -hmm. it on my heart um, a few years ago um, in conjunction with a program entitled CORE, C-C-O-R-E. That's why on my logo, you'll see... Um, Sis, let's heal. And then under the tagline is get to the core. Um, I had to get to my core um, when I was introduced to a certain situation um, that led to trauma, um, a trauma in my life, one of many in which I've had. And I realized that after that last one, um, it was a little bit, it was a little bit much because as I was going through this trauma um, and this devastation, I realized that things were things from my past were starting to rise up in me <laughs> that, yes. I that I was done with. I thought I was past that. I thought I was this. I thought I was that. And I realized, nope, just kidding. Um, no, you weren't. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. it's like when you suffer loss, I don't care what kind of loss it is, whether it's a loss of a family member, a loss of a marriage, a loss of a relationship, What when you suffer loss, you lose more than what you've lost. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I had to, um, I had to recognize and I had to face myself. Uh, so CORE is C-C-O-R-E, which means confront, conquer, overcome, renew, and empower. And these are the steps that I took in order for me to get to the core and to heal from some things uh, because I wasn't healed, so I thought. Um, whatever, <clears throat> whenever I went through the trauma, it triggered some things. And I had to confront everything on top of what I was dealing with. So... Yeah. I started um, Sisless Hill, like I said, God put it on my heart, and here we are, first episode of the year, February the 8th, 2022, and I'm so glad to be here. Yes, same <laughs> so here. here. And um, 
Yatis, I'm so happy that you are here. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Um, Thank this, you. Is, this, is <laughs> this is so wonderful. Um, so I'm going to just share your book. Uh, she came out with a book um, and I'm going to show it to you. Uh, the book is entitled Once Broken, Now Healed. And mm -hmm. it's a memoir uh, by yours. I mean, I'm sorry. I was about to say yours truly. That's what this <laughs> There's a memoir by uh, by your teeth and um, who is called Tempress Perry as well. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this is her book, you guys. I don't know if you guys can see that or not. Probably not. Um, uh, but it's called Once Broken, Now Healed. Yeah. And um, it is available on Amazon. Um, that's where I purchased it through. Um, but this book basically is a just just what it said a memoir of some of the things that she has gone through in her in her life um i know that in this book of what was it i don't even know i believe it's less than 100 pages um this is not it <laughs> i know from the story that this is not it i know there's so much more to the <laughs> so story. hopefully you will see miss latisse on sis let's heal documentary coming up in the spring um of this year hopefully um so that should be very exciting if she chooses to accept that challenge so <laughs> jump right in um tell us who you are tell us who your teeth is tell us who temperance your teeth perry is and um tell us about your healing journey um I know in the in the book you mention um, how it all started in the toxic relationship that you were in, and yes, yeah, she she does go into detail um, like what happened um, chronologically. Yeah, so I'm not going to do too much because I don't want to. I'm not going to do too much or say too much rather because I don't want to give it away to those who will support her and please support this book, guys. Buy it, read it, and have her on your show too. <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be heard around the world. So, yeah. <laughs> many times you can tell it, tell it, sis. Yes, definitely. I'm going to give you the floor now. Uh, welcome, welcome, Miss Yatis. Hey, thank you for that wonderful introduction that you did. <laughs> And thank you so much. Thank you so much for even having me um, and extending out to me to even have me on your show. Such, whoo, such a joy, <laughs> such a joy. <laughs> and as you said previously, our conversation and how we, it, it just seemed like we've known each other forever. Just <laughs> the way everything just flows. So um, yes. So my name is Tempers Perry. I go by Coach Atis. Um I am the love after abuse coach. Um, and that is me, you know, building women up to begin loving themselves after abuse, you know, building confidence, building self-esteem and building self-worth, because these are the things that I lacked um, coming out of my previous relationship. And once I did the work, I really noticed that all of that really stemmed from my childhood. So, um, how my healing process took place would be me writing this book. You know, so many times we think that we are healed, like, oh, girl, I got this. And, you know, um, thinking that we did the work and we haven't even scratched the surface. Yep. So 
that's why when writing this book, it really took a lot out of me. It took, I actually had stopped writing. I, I wouldn't say I hit a writer's block. I hit a emotional block. Um, because once I began to really dig, as you say, got into my core, I really saw how much I was really still hurting. Um, how much I was really still affected, triggered, and traumatized by everything that I went through from childhood to my adulthood. And um, like I said, I had to stop writing the book because it was pulling so many different emotions out of me that I don't think I was really ready to deal with that I thought I had de dealt with. Right. And so many times we're really walking around masking our pain. When we think that we're really, we really think that we're, we have, when we think we really have done the work and like I, I said, haven't done, anything. haven't done anything, haven't done anything. And me writing this book really exposed all of that. It exposed that I really had just buried it. I had buried it deep and the work that I had to dig, I felt like I was just digging up a ditch of pain that I had worked so hard to cover up and mm. yes and it took me it took me I think I stopped writing that book for like a month and a half sis I said oh no <laughs> baby when I tell you I was in warfare I was well, in I'm warfare. Sure you were. I was I was in warfare. I was like, no, I'm not doing this. I I don't know. I don't know why God even had this opportunity sent my way. I don't even know why He allowed access, but He allowed access for me to be able to do the work in order to grow to the next level that He had for me. Absolutely. And, and I'm I'm really glad that I pushed through. Even in my warfare, I pushed through. I prayed. I cried. I had temper tantrums. I'm not even going to lie. I had temper tantrums. I was upset. I cried. I cried. And But that is when my healing really started. But you I, know what, though? Yeah. See, when when we are confronted, yes. that's, the first, that's, the first, that's the first letter of yes. war. Come on. When we get, when we start to dig deep and everything, mm -hmm. um, facing ourselves, yes, it's probably one of the hardest, mm -hmm. most difficult thing that we can do in our yes. lives. Um, so that's why a lot of people don't do it. Yeah, um, that's true. It's not popular. Mm -mm, so, not. you know, we already know, you know, mm -hmm. that this is going to be a challenge going yes. in. Yes. You know, it's going to be easier for some, harder for others. It's going to take less time for some and more time for others. It, it's a process. Yes. You know, and we don't we don't like processes. No. Because processes uh, require patience. Yes. And we don't like to be patient. We don't like no. to wait. But no. there was a reason, Yatis, why you had to wait. For this people don't understand. Look, this healing thing is not for play play. Is at we all coming in hot. <laughs> yes. Okay? We're coming in hot for this. All right. And yes, we're, gonna, yes. we're gonna help you. 
We're yes. going to help you and we're going to help whatever, yes. whoever else is watching this. Healing yes. is essential to move on to the next. To move and on to the next. There you go. Don't do it. You're mm -hmm. going to be stuck. Because people don't understand that when you are healing and when you have to heal, when yes. you're going through things, if you lay it to the side, mm -hmm. it's going to come up. The pain you are not willing to transform, you will transmit it. Knit. I there don't you care go. where it goes. It go in family relationships yep. with your kids and work yep. and whatever the place is. Absolutely, <laughs> it comes out. That's where it's going to come out. Absolutely. So I applaud you. It takes Thank courage. It, it really it does. Courage to admit that something is wrong. Yes. That you are not okay, girl. I'm good. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not yes. good. Let's stop saying that because yes. you're not. I'm yes. fine. No, you're not fine. Yes. You're not fine. You yes. know, so because that stuff starts to show up and it starts and case in point. You know, let's yeah. say I'm in a relationship or whatever, and then he or the she, whoever you're dating, whatever your gender background, whatever it is, yeah. who is it? Who doesn't matter. Wherever you are, that person breaks up with you. Yeah. Then you start reverting to the person that broke up with you before that. And mm -hmm. then you start reflecting on that relationship that was past. Then your present relationship, now they've let you go. Now you're starting to reflect on that. Now all those feelings that are coming up from before, they are still present now. Because yeah. we hadn't did that because we didn't jump from one to another. Right. Without now taking the time. Yes, not taking the time to stop and do the work. Yes. Do the work, sis. Do the work. Oh do my the work. Gosh. Okay. Do the work. No, no, that, no, you are okay because that that is the truth. You you know, and like I was saying, that process was hard for me, and I know, but I I'm so grateful for the process. Yeah. I'm so grateful because God broke so many walls down for me. Yeah. God shed so much light on me. On, and um it's so much beauty. Like there was God had to really show me. And I always say, you know, God brought me out of Lodabar. You know, I'd be like, God <laughs> brought me, he brought me out of Lodabar. Because if you, you know, my history and my background, he really had to bring me out of that situation. Um, not only from that, but my from my childhood, the things that I endured and the things that I went through, I used to always say, Why me? Why me? Mm. You know, and there's always a reason. You know, because what I what I have learned is those who are called by God are on assignment. Always. And sometimes you're going to have to go through some things so that you're able to when you are on your assignment, be able to relate to another person's pain, relate to another person's journey so that you are able to um encourage their healing, um, love them through their healing yes. because you understand what it felt like. Yes. So, you know, I now I don't question God. I'm like, okay, God, I fully understand why, why I had to go through some of these things. And um, yeah, so I, I lost my train of thought, but we go don't ahead. Realize, I don't think we realize that a lot of things, when we start asking why, yeah. Um, and it's just the human, it's just the human nature, human nature. it's the human condition mm -hmm. to want to know, to question everything, mm -hmm. <laughs> especially when we're not in control of anything. Yeah, okay. 
So, you know, and it's, it's human. So yeah, why? But at the same time, it's like, why not? Right. Um, why not you? Um, and I know that's probably hard for people to swallow, um, mm-hmm. especially in your Christian journey. Um, and even if you're, you're not a Christian, it doesn't matter. Uh, we all go through something. Matter of fact, we're going through something right now, all together. Mm-hmm. We're all, all going together. through something. Not the mm-hmm. same things, but we're going right. through something. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in a global pandemic, so right? we all dealing with something. Mm-hmm. And, and we're dealing with the something that we had before the pandemic. We're, so, we're dealing with the something that we're, do, that we're dealing with right now. Right. And doing <laughs> so, it amongst you know, All of those things on top of what we're dealing with uh, presently, you know, Right now, loneliness, you know, no. abandonment, seclusion, mm-hmm. you know, we're in our spots by ourselves, you know, yeah. we're seeing our kids more, our spouses or our loved ones, you know, less, you know, whoever you're in the household with, you know, you have to kind of reconnect with them because everybody was so busy and, you know, and now we got more time to spend and more time to learn each yeah. other. Um, there's a lot going on. But mm-hmm. I just want to ask you a question. Um, yes. And this is uh, related to your book. You had mentioned um, growing up in your household, you know, it wasn't ideal. Um, it wasn't the best situation for any child to, um, you know, be born into. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little bit about about that. Um there was there was a situation with your mom and and your dad where they were arguing in the kitchen yeah. and yeah so um both of my parents were at the time uh in my childhood they were both on drugs um that left me not going to school you know i i didn't go to school um i flunked first grade um so, yeah, so I just remember always wanting to go to school, but also longing to, like, look after my mom just to make sure that she was okay. And um, in that situation that you're speaking of, there was, it was a lot of chaotic in the household. You know, a lot of times when we think of a two-parent household, society paints this picture for us that a two two-parent household is just wonderful, you know, big house, dog, nice, you know, just selling us the American dream. (laughs) And a lot of times that's not the case for everyone in a two-parent household. Um, (laughs) The two-parent household that I was in was, you know, scared, you know, um, wondering what was going to take place the next day. Um, Were we going to have food to eat? Um, Were my parents going to be arguing and fighting that it could, that something could, you know, go wrong, you know, an accident that could lead to death, you know, am I going to go to school today? Like, you know, is my mom going to get off the couch and do something because when my mom was heavily on drugs, you know, she would sleep for days on end and, you know, and so you just never knew what it would be like. And the time that you're speaking of is actually um, a fight that 
occurred, you know, I was on the couch and a fight had occurred, which, you know, was nothing new. You know, I'm minding my business on the couch and I'm like, okay, this is normal. You know, some things just become normal to you. But I could hear like the restriction in my mom's breathing that made me get up. Yes, I could hear her saying, let me go, let me go. And usually, you know, I'm just minding my business, but something caused me to get up. I'm like, let me go see, let me go see. And as I got up, I looked down the hallway and I see my dad like choking my mom out. And um, and I don't know why they were arguing or what the argument even was about or what it stemmed from. But look, let me tell you, at a young age, I was mm -mm, not behind my mom. I was, thank you. I was ready. I, let me tell you, since I went in the kitchen, I got a big butcher knife and I went behind my daddy and I told him, if you kill my mama, I'm going to kill you. Oh and even God. being a, even being a young child, I, I felt that I knew like behind my mama, I was ready to go to war. Now don't get me wrong. I love my daddy and I was a daddy's girl, but behind my mom, I was ready to go to war. And I remember him you know, loosen his hold on her. So, mm. Mm -mm -mm. yeah. Child, Lord have mercy. <laughs> like, I just, yes. that's a lot. How old were you? I was around maybe five, oh maybe God. about four or five years old. Yes. That is nothing a five-year-old needs to deal with or go through. Just having a mindset to grab a knife. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? See, and this this is this is how we have to be very careful with our children, yes. what they see and what we show them. Yes, because and to, automatically you went yeah. for a butcher knife ready to attack. I did at five years yeah. old. Mm -hmm. That is that's horrible. Yeah, that's <laughs> horrible. No, yeah. to go through deep to go, you know, immediately go to yes. defense mode. Yeah. I mean, at five. Mm -hmm. So from, I guess, from birth up until age five, this is what you were seeing. This is yeah. what you were hearing. Mm -hmm. You had normalized abuse. Yeah, it was, yes. Violence. Definitely normal. Really intense. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we got that part. <laughs> then after that incident, and I'm not sure if um, if I read correctly in the book, after that incident, this, is that what prompted you and your mom to move or your mom to take you and move to, uh, where was it? Was it Paducah. Was yeah, it was to Paducah. Okay. Yeah, it was Paducah. So what happened is my dad had gotten locked up and um, my mom decided to move to um, Paducah. She, I guess she just took her opportunity to move to Paducah. Um, and when we moved to Paducah, oh, sis, I hated it. I hated it. If hate could be, <laughs> I can't even, sis, I hated it because I felt like we moved from one situation to a worse situation, oh, wow. you know. My mom, you know, she had gotten with this man and you know, children pick up on spirits. Children oh, yes, pick and do. I and I knew he I knew he he is nothing that we needed. He didn't need we didn't need to be around him. Um he was a I knew he was abusive and I remember the first night of 
what is what really sticks with me now in my adulthood is when we first came to Paducah and he was actually um I guess he was breaking it off with another woman don't know but she had a daughter she had a daughter and i remember us being in that apartment and you know me and her daughter just jumping on bed it was a mattress we were just jumping on the mattress and next thing you know we just hear it was violence it was you hear smacking around and you could tell it was a tussle going on that was your first night first yeah. night there oh, yes and how old were you then same age six six we're years six. old okay so yes um so um, there, there was a tussle going on and I'm like, me, me and me, I went to go look and I could see him. He was smacking her around, throwing her around. And I remember, <laughs> I remember in just me being me, like she was a heavy set woman and he was, I mean, thin as the wind. He was, he was, he was stick figure small, like, wow. and I remember thinking to myself, oh baby. Right. I would sit on him. I, I would throw him. I would yes. <laughs> and I kept thinking, why she don't just, you know, uh, why she don't just, you know, handle him, you know, and because he had um, torn her down. Right. And that's what it is. As I that's grew why. up and became someone who was in an abusive relationship, I understood how it was so easy for him to do the things that he was doing and how easily it was for her to allow it. So right. I, I I understood. But yes, that was my first night there. And I remember having so much hate for him. Even in my adulthood, I had to pray and ask God to take that bondage off um, of having hate on my heart for that man. But um, it was just one situation and that that we came from Wichita Falls to Paducah and it was worse. I, it was worse. I, I didn't go to school. Wow. School was not even something, school was not even something familiar to me. Um, I think I tried to go a few times. Um, I well, think my mom. How could you function with all of that going it, on? Let me tell you, it was, it was so hard. It was so hard. And it was hard for me because at least in Wichita, I had family. I could be scattered amongst different people, aunts yeah. and my grandma and my big mama and my, you know, it was different. In Paducah, there was nobody. And we stayed in a duplex community. And I know it was nobody but God who had these people just cover me because they didn't have to. It was a family, you know, and they um, they would take me in. And they would feed me. They would let me take baths. <laughs> they would let me spend the night. And I remember that I loved how much they had such a family dynamic and how I wanted that. When I grew up, I was like, I want that. I want us to be my husband and my children sitting at the dinner table, talking amongst one another, asking, how was your day? You know, interacting. It, I could see love there yeah. where I felt that I didn't have that. I didn't have that love, um, you know, and so that's Paducah was it was awful for me as a child. It was awful um, just day in and day out. I couldn't stand being there. Wow. OK, so let's fast forward to mm -hmm. when you uh, you're you were 18. You were living with your aunt. 
yeah. if I remember correctly um, from what mm-hmm. I was reading. Um, she cared for you. She loved you. However, mm-hmm. there was a reflection of your mom every time something came up, every time you wanted to do something. Um, I can totally relate to that mm-hmm. um, because, you know, um, me growing up, I was uh, always... In the back of my mind, I knew I was being compared and, and, and judged by everything that my mother did. Yeah. Um, now, did I do some stuff that she did? Yeah, I did. Why? Because I'm her child. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, clearly, you know, there's going to be some things that are going to rise up in me, um, you know, that I'm clearly, you know, people were praying for that wouldn't happen or wouldn't happen as badly um, for me to avoid those things altogether. But sometimes... That can't be avoided because it's part of your journey. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of times we say, oh, we're just going to pray that away. And that, well, some things can't be prayed away pray. because yeah. they're a part of your journey. Mm-hmm. There are some things that you actually have to endure. Yeah. It's part of the plan, according yeah. to Jeremiah 29 11. Yes, um, definitely. Clearly, you know, it says God knows the plans that He has mm-hmm. for you. So yeah. whatever you're trying to do or pray away, you know, we can cover you. Right, but you it's know, probably more than likely a part of your assignment. That a part of the assignment, a part of the yeah. journey, a part of yeah. whatever. Um, so at 18, uh, you were like, okay, I'm getting the heck out of Dodge, deuces. Um, I you was. Know, I'm going with my boo. So, <laughs> I'm doing my thing. <laughs> I'm doing my own thing. So, yes. Okay, so, let, so let's walk through that. How was that um, uh, moving into a relationship? That was probably, well, it was toxic um, from what you explained, but it was almost like being free because then you don't have to deal with her, uh, you know, comparing you to mom and, you know, and the family comparing you to mom and you feeling like an outcast and the black sheep and all that stuff. And, you know, they were saying that you were so, that you were really bad and yeah, (laughs) saying stuff about you and speaking things over you. That's not yours. Yes. And that's, yes. See, this is what people don't understand how words are powerful. Yes. As soon as it leaves your lips. But you know, and that atmosphere, and and that's why it's so mindful of us to even we have to come against things that people speak against us because what happens is unknown. Yes, because what happens is you 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 allow them to plant those seeds; those seeds begin to take root and grow. Yeah, exactly. So um, you're right. So that's the mindset that I had for myself. You know, already with flunking first grade, coming out of. Um, everything with my parents and things of that nature, then having to, my aunt tried the best she could, but you know, this is why I feel like generational curses are so important for us to break. And, um, because with my aunt, yes, she did try the best that she could. And, but she still would, she still had those unhealed parts of her, of her that she would, pretty much throw onto me, you know, deflect onto me. And I, those things would take root into me and I would really begin to believe those things. And I had to deal with the spirit of comparison. And I felt as though I was never good enough in her eyes, no matter what I did. 
I was never good enough. And I think it was so much that I wanted to please her so bad to show her like, I'm, I'm a good girl. I'm a, yeah, you know, and I think it's sin. because yeah. it was because of the things that was spoken against me before I came to live with her. And then when I messed up with her, um, how I think I always got into that state of, oh my goodness. Like, um, and with her even just taking me in, I had this conversation with her that in my head, I never wanted to go back to where I was. Yeah. So I always wanted to do right. And I, I was scared that if I messed up, that I would be sent back. And I knew I didn't want that. Right. And I knew once I came to live with my aunt that it was, I was like, oh, wow, this is different from anything I've ever experienced. I don't want that other life anymore. Yeah. Um, but what happens is, you know, even though there was good things, there was always, there was also bad things. And those bad things were planted and embedded in me. Um, and there was a sense of, to me, control when I mm -hmm. stayed with my aunt. I was never allowed to do anything. You know, she gave me the tools, but she never made me feel worthy enough to show her that I was capable of using the tools and doing the things that she had instilled in me. I was never able to prove that I was a leader, you know, I feel as though she always seen me as a follower and mm -hmm. weak and not having her strength to stand up to certain people and things like that. So therefore it's like, well, you don't get to do this and you don't get to do that. And can I go here? No. Can I go there? No. Can I, can I? And I remember my 12th grade year, I had applied for college and I had got accepted and I was so excited because honestly, I didn't think I was going to get to go anywhere. Wow. And, and I was excited. And I remember her instantly not saying congratulations i'm proud of you or it was like well you can't go there uh-uh that's too far that's this it was never i'm proud of you good job i never received those accolades i always was criticized for everything and i just remember like i'm not i'm not living here no more i rebelled i'm not gonna lie i rebelled and i moved out and i think that rebellious stage just set me in a wildness for a little bit i went through a little wild stage where i was partying and um finally my dad came and got me and moved me this was at the age of 18 moved me to wichita with him and this is where i got into my uh relationship it was toxic but it was easy for me to be attracted to him because um he always would make me feel as though he protected me and as a young child who never felt protected that's the one thing that i wanted so therefore it was easy for me to get in that relationship with him due to him always feeling as though he was my savior and my coming yeah. to the rescue and my protector so it was easy for me to get into that relationship. Okay. So let's fast forward to the relationship then. Mm -hmm. How, um, I know there was a lot going on there. <laughs> a lot. Um, a lot going on there. So, um, and, and I mean, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that because I don't want to give all the book away either. <laughs> um, but as far as that relationship goes, toxic relationship, um, how did you how did you function in that? I mean, it just seemed like it was issue after issue after mm -hmm. issue. And then once you found out, once you found out you were pregnant, 
then everything kind of went left. <laughs> and then you got pregnant again. <laughs> and then it went even further left. Yeah. You know, so, you know, so now you have these children, these beautiful girls. And I, th- I think you said it was one day he said you did he say something about um that he wasn't supporting you or um i can't really remember what when your light bulb came on so tell us about when your light bulb came on <laughs> okay so when i had enough when enough was enough because you know so many times people can be like well you should just leave and they don't understand it's not always a just leave situation it's not that easy easy. i tried on many occasions to leave um but when you allow someone to be your financial provider when you allow someone to have authority over you and you become dependent on them it is hard to leave. And that's how it was. He would, you know, the saying, keeping you barefoot and pregnant. And that is how, that is, that is how he worked basically to me as the kids. Oh, well, you don't need to work because you know, you need to be here with the girls. You know, they don't need to be in daycare. And I would think about it and be like, you're right. You know, they, they don't need to be in daycare. I need to be able to watch them. And with me going through certain things in my childhood, I was like, yeah, it yeah. worked even more, you know, like, mm-hmm. right. You know, they, I need to be able to watch my kids, make sure ain't nobody messing with them. And yeah, because that also <laughs> happened to you. Yeah, right. Well. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, um, that was easy for me to be fall for that. Like, you know what? You're right. You know, um, I, I need to be able to stay home and, mm-hmm. you know, and you become dependent and it's, But I would have to say, you know, my light bulb moment would be, and this was so many years down the line, um, I had been strangled by him and that, that, that still wasn't a light bulb moment for me, but it did be like, girl, when you going to when is enough enough for you, girl? When you gonna yeah. stop tolerating this? When you gonna see your worth? When and God was right. really dealing with me, but I knew I wasn't strong enough to just walk away just yet. Right. But I knew God was building me up. He was giving me the strength and the courage to begin to leave him because I was growing tired. And mm-hmm. as the old folks used to say, when she done had enough, she'll 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 leave. And it was the yeah. truth. It was the truth. But my light bulb moment would be um, when I found out that um, he was having relations with somebody who I considered my best friend. Oh Lord. Yeah. So <laughs> that and 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 honestly, it wasn't even a light bulb at that moment. It was me going to confront him because I was hurt. Yes. Um, yes. I was hurt. And I remember going over to his house because we stayed in different um, houses. And I remember going over to his house, trying to confront him. And I knew he was guilty of it because how defensive he was. was, And I was like, you know what? He started getting into that. It used to be a stance he used to do where I know he wanted to fight. It was, he, Mm. and I was like, oh, I didn't come here to do that. I was like, I shouldn't even came here, you know, and 
I didn't have the energy to fight that day. Yeah. And I was like, I don't have the energy to fight. And I told him, you know, if this is what you want to do, if this is how you choose to move, fine. I told him I'm done with this. I'm, I cannot keep yeah. doing this. And I'll never forget. He, he slapped a mess out of me. And um, every time I think about it, it reminds me of like Miss C <laughs> Seeley off Color Purple. <laughs> I, I kid you not. I kid you not. And I remember just being like, not really shocked because it was normal for us to fight. It was normal, you know. But I remember just when he slapped me in my face going like this. But when I came back, I said, I'm not doing this. And I got, I walked. I mean, I was trying to leave. And he saw. Now, he knows that I would fight back. Oh, we gon' we gonna move some furniture around up in here. Yeah, yeah. And he knew he knew I was done because I wouldn't fight him back. And he he slapped me again. Oh and I I kept walking. He slapped me again. And I kept walking and he slapped me again. And wow. I kept walking. I I allowed him to slap me till I got to that front door. And I remember his roommate coming in and saying, why are you doing this? He was like, he said this, bro, she's not even fighting you back. So why are you continuously hitting her? Oh, my gosh. And when his roommate said that, he stopped. Mm. He stopped. And I opened up that door and I left. And when I shut that door behind me, so many tears fell. I'm sure. So many tears fell. I reality said, hit. Reality hit. That was yeah. it. I said, that that's really it. it. Yes, that yeah. was it for me. And I remember um, as I was leaving, I, I, I got so many. I'm telling you, sis, he probably texted me, called me. Um, text messages probably flooded in 50, 50. I'm serious. 50 text messages at a time. I'm sure. And I think that was done too. Yes. He knew. He, he, knew. he, he knew. Didn't, he didn't want to accept the reality of that. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I get it and I understand it, but um, he couldn't control you anymore. No. So, and no. you know, the funny thing is, I used to, um, a long while ago, I used to, um, I had a, uh, um, I don't know if it was a, I don't know if I, I don't know if I volunteered or actually worked there. I started working in some social work and then I started um, working uh, closely with domestic violence victims. And we would have a um, a session with the actual abusers and mm -hmm. something that they something that one of them said. And it really kind of shook me to my yeah. core. He said, uh, you know, when I when my wife left me. He said, I suffered a loss and it felt mm. like I was grieving. Yeah. So even though they are their abusers, that doesn't take away the emotional impact. Yeah, exactly. It, has. it goes both ways. It does. Um, it really and, does. And something that he said also was that, um, and this was years ago, I can't believe I still remember it, but he also said that he felt like he wasn't needed anymore. He was no longer mm. in control. But, mm. you know, wow. and, and I was right, exactly. <sighs> um, that was just something that really, uh, that blew me away. But yeah. I didn't think about that because we think about, okay, yeah, they're the bad guys and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but hurt people hurt people. 
Exactly. And I speak about that in my book, hurt people, hurt people. And that's why it was on this healing journey. I had to really allow myself to forgive him because we yeah. both spoke about yeah, our childhood. Let's, let's talk about that. How was that yeah. forgiveness uh, piece? Because I know that you had to do it to move on. I, I did. It's key. Forgiveness and, and, is crucial. The crazy part was I really thought I had forgiven him. My uncle had passed in 2020 and I told myself, cause God kept putting it on my heart, forgive him, have a conversation. I'm like a conversation, baby, please. And um, I'm so serious, but, and God put it on my heart and um, he wanted to come. I was in my hometown and he wanted to come get uh, my oldest daughter. And when he, I, I, I allowed him mm -hmm. and when he dropped her off, I told her, I said, tell your dad, I want to have a conversation with him. And I actually sat in the truck with him and we talked for three hours, oh, wow. three hours. And I had a conversation with him and I told him, I said, you know, I forgive you. Mm -hmm. I told him, I said, I forgive you. I said, we were young. We didn't know ourselves. We didn't know who we were. I said, we had trauma passed on to us. And um, the breaking point for me is when he told me that he was sorry mm. and that he didn't know how to love me because he didn't even love himself. Wow. And I was like, for him to even admit that, that, that broke a lot down with me. That's sure. It it broke it broke me down and I was like, okay, God, I understand. It was a reason God wanted me to have this conversation with him. It was a reason God wanted me to forgive him, not only for my sake, but yeah. for his as well. Yeah. And um, but it it took a lot, y'all. I, I I it it took so much for me to be like have that courage to really forgive him and God just showed me into 2021 again he he was like have you really just forgiven him because i found myself getting upset with him when i i was triggered by certain things which allowed me to know that i hadn't completely healed in that area yeah and god had to show me in order to walk in christ because i had gave my life to christ last year in order to walk in christ i really had to truly forgive and walk in love Yes. Yeah. So I really I had to stop again and see what area was still affecting me with him. And once I pinpointed that, I'm telling you, all walls, all walls were knocked down for me to really, truly forgive him and to start my healing Ooh, process. Lord have mercy. Yes. Mm -mm -mm. Yes. Wow. Wow. And I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm looking, <laughs> I, I have your book right here and I'm just looking at some of these, some of the little notes that I made and yeah. I'm just like, whoo, <laughs> <laughs> I read this book, you know, um, with the intent of, I guess, trying to, get to know your story a little better. Yeah. Um, and there was one thing that you said closer to the end of it. And I made a note. Um, <laughs> hold on. It was the, I believe it was the last page before your, um, before your, um, about the author. 
Mm -hmm. uh, page and you said leaving Wichita was one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life and then you um, went down to say ladies a man who loves you will not have you jumping through hoops trying to convince him that you are worthy enough for his love yeah. I had to learn that my ex did not know how to love and yep. did not love himself just exactly as you just stated yep and <laughs> yep and then you meant you went on to mention you said moving to dallas um allowed you to work on yourself mm -hmm. and get yourself you know together build your relationship with god and yeah. get closer to him and mm -hmm. um you also said that sometimes we don't realize that God has a purpose for our pain. And I yes. wholeheartedly agree with you yes. um, when you made that statement in your book, um, simply because, you know, just as we stated earlier, you know, there's always, um, there's always a reason why we go through things. And a lot of times mm -hmm. we are going through things and God is allowing to allowing us to deal with things and go through things, not even for ourselves. Yes. It's to help uh, the yep. next person. It's to yes, help it the people who are assigned to us in this lifetime. Yes. Uh, we are, we have an assignment. We do. And it's not just an assignment, you know, just all willy nilly, like, okay, I'm just gonna, you can go over here. No, 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 no. It's very specific to the things that we go through. Yes, it is. It's all about the experience. Now, if you look, if you come to me and you say, um, Shawnee, I've, you know, I've gone through this, I was dealing with mm -hmm. that, and I say, you know what? I went through that and this is how I got through it. Listen, the experience matters. Yes. You can empathize with somebody all day long. Yes. But if if I you have not gone through it, what? If you have not gone through it, how can you speak to it? If you have not gone through it, how can you speak to it? You can't. You can't. Right. I mean, you can. You won't be right. effective. Right. You right. won't be effective, but yeah, you right. can, of course, because that's what that's what empathy is. Yes. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, though, if you haven't gone through it, I can't, I can't really talk to you mm -hmm. because you haven't experienced it you know, enough for me to know that you can help me come out. Yeah. It just doesn't, it doesn't work. So this is why, um, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yes. This same is this thing. This yes. is real. This yes. is so real and it's so, it's heavy on my heart. It is a blessing as well as a burden. Yes. Because um, this is not an easy task. Um, this is not an easy torch to hold. Yes. This mantle is very heavy. Yes. And, um, you know, my, my, my prayer life, you know, I'm praying, you know, mm -hmm. all the time that we reach just one. I'm fine with that. Yes. To yes. pull somebody out, to help them with their story, to help yes. them with their testimony, even to help them bring out their testimony. To tell yes. Them. Yes. Oh, because that requires courage. That requires, oh my gosh, that requires confidence. It requires but, so many levels of things. Yes. Even but 
come out and, and, and speak it. And, and just allowing yourself to be vulnerable. That's it. Vulnerable. Because it's hard. it's hard because, you know, we're living in a society where everybody is putting on this facade and everybody is masking and everybody yes. is everybody. Yes. And everybody. And, and it's hard to be vulnerable and transparent when someone might take your pain and laugh at it. When someone might take your pain and gossip about it, when you are truly hurting and we need to build. My thing is we need to build a sisterhood. And stop, we need to build a sisterhood. Stop faking the funk. Everybody. Everybody has been through something. And until you can be transparent, because it says in, in James, what, 516, confess your sins to one another. One another, yeah. One once, to we're another, able to, once we're able to be vulnerable with one another without feeling like we're going to be mocked or feeling we're going to be talked about. It's supposed to be a sisterhood. Sis, how can I pray for you? Sis, how can I be here for you? Sis, how can I help you? Preaching. How can I help you? Not not look, not not let me talk about you. Girl, right. let, did you hear about so and so? No. No, it's a sisterhood for us to continually building one another up. Sis, when you fall in, sis, I got you. Let me pick you up. Here. Yes. That's, that's what it. we need more of. We, but we yes, have we so many of our women tearing each other down, yes. disparaging one another, mm-hmm. coming against one another. So how can I feel vulnerable enough to let my guard down and tell you my pain you when can't. I see what you're doing to the next woman? Exactly. Ooh, yes. yes, you said a mouthful right there. <laughs> Come on here. Look, we about to ordain you. Okay. <laughs> Lord Jesus. I'm just saying, that's a word right there, honey. Yes, yes. But you're absolutely right. And I'm glad you said that because this is where we are. Yes. Yes. We have so much stuff going on. We got systemic racism and and, and we got, we already fighting against each other in our communities and and, 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 and we're not getting along and we don't trust each other and we can't collide with nobody because we don't trust nobody. Yes. ah, We got to stop this. We do. Quickly. Quickly. Quick. Gotta cut it off. Cut it off at the head. Yes. It's too much. We can. We have to work together. Pray together. Pray for each other. Yes. You know, just just be there for each other. Black women, brown women, white men, white. Red women, green women, I don't care who, just woman, period. Right. Because we are so much stronger together. together. Yes. People like they said, divided that. we fall, and that is so true. Literally. That's divided exactly we fall, and that is true. And yes. that's why... Yes. And that's why me being open and transparent, I understand why God moved that mountain out of my way. Yeah, I understand yeah. why God lifted that burden off of me. I yeah. understood why God tested me for my testimony. Mm-hmm. Because now that I have none that I now that I have been open about my journey, about my situation, about what I've gone through, nothing can hold me back. You no. can't use my past against me. Yes. And you, you and it 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 doesn't scare me to speak about what I've been through. Yes. yes. And um, 
I, that's why I'm really grateful for the healing journey that I had. I'm really grateful that I was able to push through it and to to know that I was able to do it with the help of God. Yes. And um, because, you know, I God, I mean, God is so good. Like he truly blessed me. He truly blessed me to know that I'm an overcomer. Yes, you are. Yes. And yes, to know. Are. To know that that whole time when someone was praying on my weakness, I was really strong in God and the assignment that God had for me. I was really strong. And that's what I had to really realize. Girl, you're stronger than you think you are. Don't let don't let don't let nobody try to downplay you. And that's how I'm walking now with the help of God. Um, you're not going to downplay me. You're not going to downplay my situation. You're not going to downplay what I went through. And um. Because I battled a lot. I battled with suicide. I battled with depression. I battled with anxiety. You know, it was so much that I battled with. But like they say, but God. But God. You know, but God. Yes. Oh, wow. Well, sis, look, I am am proud of you. Thank Um, you. (laughs) I applaud you. And I know I've told you this before in other conversations (laughs) we've had. But, I mean, I'm going to say it publicly. Um, (laughs) I am proud of you. Um, Thank you, sis. You have been through so much, but this is this should be a wake up call. Yes. This should be um, this should be encouragement yeah. to the next woman. Yes. Tell your story. Tell your story. Share your testimony. I'm because, telling you. Because today, I don't know who's gonna get free from this. Yes. I don't know what your testimony is going to do. I know what it did for me. Yeah. But I don't know what it's going to do for the next woman. Mm-hmm. But listen, we're putting the enemy on notice today. Come on. Okay. Dismantle. Back to yes. get our stuff. Yes. We're coming into your camp. Yes. And we're taking back every single thing. We're coming yes. to get the women that you got. Yes. Because they belong to the Lord. Yes. This 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 the spirit of suicide, yes. the spirit of loneliness, the spirit yes. of depression. We yes. can get all of that right now. Yes, we and dismantle every it. Woman, we're yes. dismantling it right now yes. in, in the, the name, name of Jesus. Jesus. I'm Come claiming on. these women. I don't even know the women, but yes. everyone that's on my heart and mind and everybody that God sends this way. This is how we're attacking it. Yes. We're claiming it right now. Yeah, even now we speak to your hurt. We speak to your hurt. We speak to your pain. And we break chains in the name of Jesus. Right now. We break chains in the name of Jesus. Yes. 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 Open up your mouth right now. You don't have to wait for us to tell you. Yes. You say, Lord, take it. Yes. Take this. Remove this. Put people in my life who are wise, who can help me reach out to somebody. Somebody. Agency. Somebody so they can help you. Yes. A little Jesus, a lot of Jesus and a little therapy. Yes. You know, come on. It'll balance out eventually. It's okay to talk to somebody. Yes, it is. It's okay. It's okay. Even if you don't know Jesus, guess what? We're going to introduce you to him. Yes. So he can help you. 
Yes. So he can help you move past all these things and dig up all of this stuff and get to the yes. core and get to the get root to the core. of all yes. of this stuff, y'all. Yes. We cannot be our best. We cannot yes. be the best version of ourselves with all this stuff holding us back. It is yes. impossible. It yeah, is. you probably can get through a little bit through your life, and yeah, you think that you are good and it's fine yes. and you over this and that, but wait till something triggers it. Yes. And then you're going to be right back where you started. Listen. Absolutely. Listen, hurt cannot be healed. Come until on. It's heard. Yes. I love that. Yes. It can't be healed until it's heard. Heard. You have to speak yes. it and call a thing a thing. Mm. You have to call it out for what it really is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the hardest thing that you can ever do. Listen, I did it, but here I am. You teased yes. it, but here yes. she is. We're here yes. sharing our testimony. I mean, even though I didn't share too much of mine yet, but it's coming. <laughs> it's coming. And trust me, I have one. Yes. One that will probably throw you off whatever you're sitting on. Yes. Wouldn't even imagine. Yes. <laughs> By looking at me now. Yes. So I'm speaking to every woman out there. You know, there is help. There is help. Yatis is a coach. I'm yes. a coach. Yes. You know, I'm a minister. We can help you. We can pray with you. Yes, you know, we're not going to push anything on you that shouldn't no. be there. We're going to pray and acknowledge God first, you know, for whatever we're supposed to be doing with you. We can help reach out. Yeah, you don't yes. know us, but guess what? I know I know Jesus. Okay. I, I know, know my how to get God, a prayer through. Yes. I know how to get a prayer through, and he answers yes. me. He talks Absolutely. to me. So I don't have any doubt in my mind, and I'm speaking with the utmost confidence. Come on. And I know if you reach out, we're going to pray for you. I don't know Absolutely. What, we, what else we can do, but that's something that he will tell us. Yes. And he will give us instruction. Yes, he will give us instruction. Together, yes. We will help you, um, you know, talk to you, whatever we need to do to help you move. You got to move. Yes. You can't keep you gotta going move. in this figure eight every year after year, yes. month after month, day after day. And you know that there's an issue. Stop saying you're fine. Stop saying yes. you're good when you're not. Tell the truth. The truth will make you free. Yes. It will. The first thing, the first thing is admitting that there is something going on. Yes. That's the first step. So, yes. you know, um, that's what I, that's all I have today. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have today. Miss Yatis, uh, you have been such a gem. Um, I, I just applaud you. Like I said, you know, it takes courage it to does. come out and be vulnerable. It, it really to does. tell people your story and the things that you've been through. And like I said, I, you know, I'm praying that the Lord will lead you to come on this documentary <laughs> and give the full story. The full story, yes. From begin to look like my dear, from beginning <laughs> to, the, to right now. <laughs> because there's so much, guys. And, and, you know, and again, this book, Once Broken, Now Healed. Yeah. Um. I don't know if you're, yeah, once broken, now healed. This is yeah. her, this is part of her story. Just a little piece. Just a little piece. A little piece. Um, and you know, bless her. Bless her. You know, with supporting her and get buying her book, 
reaching out to her for some of her services. Yatis, real quick before we end, can you tell us where to find you? You can find me on um, Instagram at Love After Abuse Coach. Um, you can also find me on Facebook at Once Broken Now Healed. And those are my two um, main ways to get in contact with me. Okay. Okay. And guys, keep your teeth in prayer because she is also, um, I think she's going to be in, in re-entering her Broken Wings project. Um, and you guys <laughs> have to wait and see. We're going to have her back on the show about that. Um, we're praying with her and for her. Yes, because, yes. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna re. She's gonna rebrand that. I'm, I'm speaking that into existence right hey, now. Amen. Come on. I'm speaking amen. that right now. Yes. Broken wings. We yes. need broken wings. It's we time need that to project. We. we it's time yes. to shift the atmosphere it's and time. take a hold. It's yes. Been time. It's it been is. Time. It's been we time. We have the power to do yes. it. Yes. But we Absolutely. need to do it together, and we need your help yes. to do it. Uh, yes. We need your help and we need your support to help other women um, get through um, whatever they're trying to get through to yes. get to. So yes. we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for, for joining in. Thank you for watching. Yes. Um, may God smile and heaven smile upon you. Mm -hmm. And always, always, guys, I said at the end of almost every video, always add value to yourself and add value to somebody else. Absolutely. Okay. And we will see you next time. This is first right. episode of Sis Less Hill. First yes. episode of the year. First of many more. Of first many episode more. of many more. <laughs> of many more. Yes. May God bless you guys. And we will see you next time. Be blessed, y'all.